if you want to be competitive today, I think you need to rethink your recruitment process so you're not left with the candidates that went through the beaten track. Welcome back to this episode of Move the Deal podcast. Move the Deal is a podcast by Miller Hyman Group for sales leaders looking for timely insights on how they can win their must-win deals. See the move that moves the deal. And for sales ops, sales enablement, and talent professionals that aspire to provide their sales teams with world-class tools, talent, and technology. Subscribe to our podcast at movethedeal.com. This is your host, Greg Moore. Today, I'm joined by founder and CEO of TalkPush, Mr. Max Armbruster. Max founded TalkPush five years ago. TalkPush is a global firm based in Hong Kong that brings AI technology to large-scale recruiting and aims to make the role of finding and hiring great talent easier for all parties. TalkPush is Max's fourth startup. Way back in 2005, he co-founded NRG Engineering and wore the dual hat of CEO and head of sales. He later co-founded Edgeless, an engineering consultancy, which was acquired by Allen Allman Associates, and prior to TalkPush, Max co-founded Akayo, a cloud-based recruitment software firm, which was acquired by HR Boss. And this led to Max's desire to change the way talent gets hired. Without further ado, here's today's podcast. Max Armbruster, dialing in live from Hong Kong. Good morning to you and welcome to Move the Deal podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Good morning, Greg. Thanks for joining. Really appreciate it. Max, you have a very exciting story to tell in the area of how talent and recruiting talent is evolving. And I wanted to know if you could maybe begin just telling us a little bit about TalkPush and what inspired you to create this company. Yeah, so we're focused on automating a lot of the recruitment conversations that happen. We built a platform which engages with millions of candidates every year through chatbots and connecting these conversations to individual recruiters. So. Uh, imagine instead of having to do 90% of your sales conversations in the sales context, you know, you'd have like 90% of your leads would end up in a no man's land In in recruitment, it's kind of the same thing, right? You have 90% of your interviews that end up completely wasted with candidates that are not a good fit. So we eliminate a lot of that waste. And we do so by building conversational interfaces. This is not the first company that you've founded, right? This is maybe number four. And I suspect the other three have had successful exits acquired by some big name companies. There must be something that occurred along that path that inspired you to say, we need to do something for the recruiters out there. Yeah, well, you're very kind. My successful exits, they just... Basically, I got a I got a free ride to try again, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a home run uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But one of the companies that I co-founded before TalkPush was also a recruitment software company, so I do have industry knowledge. And what I noticed was that in the field of automating selection and screening, the solutions that were available were not very user-friendly. And here I'm kind of turning the table on who the user is. The user is not the recruiter, but the candidate. And a lot of the assessments that were available, they were offering solutions that required for candidates to install an application, stand in front of a webcam. They really jump through hoops before they could pre-qualify. And mm -hmm. In a world where attention spans are shrinking and people are just, you know, moving so fast and always on their phone, it didn't seem like 
you know, these kinds of UXs were there to stay. And we wanted to build something that was easier for the candidate, more candidate centric. Got it. So when you think about the problems that you're trying to solve in the marketplace with TalkPush, those are really directed both to the recruiter and I guess the candidate then. Is that fair? Yeah, those are two customers, you could say, when we have a separate uh, product management team that focuses on both of those audiences. And TalkPush is largely looking at the broad scale, high volume interviews. Is that right? Yes. We work with companies that typically hire a few thousand people uh, every year. So we're talking about you know high volume roles like in, in sales or customer service or retail. Um, these types of roles. So talk this through with me, if you would, just a little bit, because I'm fascinated by the technology that underpins what you're doing. When I think about talent, I think about human traits and human characteristics, probably to a large degree, things that I'm born with. So how is it that technology can help HR and talent teams do a better job of finding talent? What is it that the technology is doing? Mm, Right. Well, I'll give you um, two options. Option one is I'll give you someone's resume. Let's say it's a 25-year-old young sales executive. Option two, uh, I'll give you an option to talk to him or her for 30 seconds. Which of those two options will you take and will help you make the better decision? Great example. I'll take option two. (laughs) Right. Option two will will give you personality, will give you a real vibe for who this person is, what their motivations are. I mean, just whether you're clicking. And technology makes it possible to go with option two all the time, even if you're dealing with thousands of candidates. And you can do that without having to have an army of recruiters today. Is it an AI engine that's driving this? AI is a dirty word in my book, but yeah, okay. in the books of some of our customers, it's almost like a prerequisite. We have to say we're AI, otherwise we don't move forward. When I talk to our engineers and our product team, they say we definitely are AI, but there's just, uh, there's just so many different variants of it. So there is a number of building blocks that have an AI component starting Mm -hmm. natural language processing. So being able to understand what the candidate is saying, what their intentions are. So if they're asking you about salary or if they're asking you about location to understand what their question is directed at and to understand if they're pissed off and they don't like talking to the robot to understand that they need to be moved to, you know, a human agent. Um, So that's the NLP portion of it. And then like any SaaS, any software vendor, we also use building blocks from different vendors that help us to do things uh, you know, throughout the process. Like, for example, we collect a lot of voice. The voice is transcribed. The transcription is coming from Google, of course. So we use different uh, building blocks from Google, actually. Uh, so we use, we use the AI, a lot of AI from Google. And, of course, we, we work with Amazon and other vendors to deliver a full solution, as well as resume parsing. So there's many ways I could say we're AI, but the main thing is if we can um, save time for our recruiters, I'm happy. So I think that's more tangible than how much AI we use. Obviously, there are those out there who would have concerns about predictive hiring and AI. The proponents would say that this can lead to less biased decisions, and there are those who say, no way. How do you possibly get the diversity into the algorithms that would be required to have less biased decisions and therefore they would be more biased potentially? So without necessarily talking about talk push, just being in the industry, can you comment on 
this debate that's raging on in the background? Yeah, well, it's really a, a minefield because every country and every culture has its own uh, different standards, basically. And we were founded in Asia. And in Asia, it is very common practice to say, I want to hire Chinese or I want to hire something else, which would be you know, completely forbidden in the US, for instance. In the US, it's mandatory to offer the option to candidates to submit their ethnical profile background, whereas in, the, in, in Europe or in France, it would be forbidden to ask anything related to that. So that's why I'm saying, you know, I, I'm running a global yeah. company. It's a minefield for me to get into that. But the idea that an AI will be unbiased versus a human recruiter being biased has been debunked. Recently, people are realizing that there is no absolutely unbiased uh, decision-making, whether it is computer-assisted or not. And there was a really good example. I saw at a conference where Netflix had generated images that were catered to a certain audiences. So African-Americans would see Netflix previews that had more African-American actors. And this was entirely AI-generated and uh, created a bit of a stir uh, because you know, it felt like it was premeditated and calculated way of putting these actors who were not necessarily in leading parts in those movies front and center in order to get more clicks and more adoption. So if you let mm. the AI go, it can go in all kinds of direction. And uh, there was another case recently with, with Amazon which wanted to do unbiased hiring and ended up building a machine that was eliminating more female candidates. So, uh, conclusion, <laughs> for me, I, I want to make it easier for recruiters to basically set some standards and say, I want to hire people with X amount of years of experience and who answer these questions. And then uh, if then kind of scenario, automate the workflow and get to the end of the funnel, keep it simple and try to avoid promising, you know, a decision-making algorithm. So whereas TalkPush is best suited for large-scale hiring, I think I've heard you say in an interview previously that in today's current status of the software, it's not relevant for, say, an executive hire. Can the technology and software evolve to a point in the future that you could see that happening. Yeah, I'm kind of like opening the kimono and telling you about all of our weaknesses then. <laughs> not, not necessarily. I mean, this is Max's thought leadership on you know the future of the industry. Okay, I don't mind, I don't mind. So first, um, the fact that a few years ago, some people were offended if you would send them an SMS or send them a message on WhatsApp or they would think it would be intrusive. Obviously, I think most people now do business uh, using messaging quite in intensely. And I think that in recruitments, you know, your recruitment's usually a few years behind sales. So, you know, we're going to see this evolution. And whereas it's perfectly natural for us to contact entry-level candidates through SMS and through messaging, maybe it would be considered a little bit invasive for executive-level hiring by most people today, but I think that trend will just fade away uh, with time, especially as these people mm -hmm. grow up. So that's the first thing. And then, and then on the product side, well, these sort of high touch interactions, when you're talking to somebody, let's say it's a confidential conversation with an executive, you're talking to them about their career goals. To have the technology to a point where it can assist these kinds of high level discussions, 
that's where companies in the sales arena like chorus.ai is moving and that's where companies like talkpush want to move as well where we're going to be able to assist the recruiter in recording uh, some of the important parts of the conversation connecting the dots so that when you have a follow-up conversation six months later you can connect with your audience and you know remember certain key facts or get help in remembering certain key facts and enriching the experience so that as a recruiter, you're augmented with all kinds of additional information, the kind of information that you were describing about psychographics, where maybe it can pick up a tone, a tonality, or uh, it can recall something from a past discussion so that you can build a, a stronger rapport. So that's years ahead for us. And yeah. we still have a lot of the building blocks in construction in order for that to happen. But we do have a solution which allows you to do all this messaging and automates you know 95% of the conversation at the front of the funnel and that can also support inbound and outbound phone calls uh, from the platform so we're we're thinking you know early on we're thinking omnichannel one place where voice text sms everything is in one place and when we have a little bit more marbles to play with we'll start building some of these cool uh, engines around you know live feedback if you're a recruiter let me ask you what kind of tech tools you think recruiters should be keeping their eye on or having their toolkit? If you're in startup world, I can't say enough good things about uh, the community uh, angel.co, which is great for startups because it's basically people who want to work at startups. So you have a lot of digital nomads. So it's really helpful for us. A great community. Of course, LinkedIn. And I hear a lot of good things about a tool called Harrier Tool. I haven't worked on it myself, but I'd recommend that. And uh, of course, listeners of your show are welcome to reach out to me to try TalkBush if they think that they want to do high volume, you know, in high volume recruitment situations, if you want to hire a big sales team and you want to run a campaign on social media and, and see if you can find some good sales development reps through a, a more large scale campaign, then we'd be happy to work with them. And we have done that in a few places. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. We just had Aaron Ross on the podcast recently talking about the rise of the SDR and the importance of it in a sales organization. So there's a, that's a nice connection there. Um, yep. I listened to that podcast. I read his book. I drink the Kool-Aid. Nice. Very good. I'm happy to hear that you heard the podcast as well. Thank you, Max. For the closing section of the podcast, I like to end with something called What's Your Move? And here I'm looking for your actionable advice to a specific group. And so... In this particular case, you're the first thought leader we've had coming to talk to us about talent. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you for that. And I'd like to use this as an opportunity to direct your advice to the talent team. You know, there's probably a ton of people out there who are responsible for recruiting, who are probably doing things, I'll call it the old way. And they know they need to modernize. So where do they start? What do they do? Yeah. Well, I think that perhaps your audience being, you know, with a lot of sales executives and professionals, they're perhaps a little bit ahead of the curve of when it comes to talent acquisition in the sense that they know that when you have a, a lead coming in, you have to nurture it and you have to treat it well. And I think the same principles need to be applied to recruitment. So you would never ask a lead to like fill in a long, impossible form and then send in all kinds of information that you don't need. You know, in today's world, you would ask a lead to say, give me your name, phone number, and when can I call you back? You know, that would be the new way of building a funnel. The same principles need to be applied in recruitment. You know, keep it light, keep it simple, and see if you can generate a good amount of volume from that. And from that volume, then you can apply some technology to do uh, effective 
you know, selection and pre-screening. Uh, and, and you don't have to stay on the resume screening and screening people by which school they went to and all that because there's so much talent out there from people who are self-taught, who are ambitious and hungry. And if you want to be competitive today, I think you need to rethink your recruitment process so you're not left with the candidates that went through the beaten track. And, and you look more mm -hmm. for people who have like great personalities and find a way to build your career website and your recruitment funnel so that you can capture the voice of your candidates instead of their resume. Brilliant insights. Max, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Greg, and uh, hope to catch up soon. Talk to you later. I hope you all enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. Thank you for listening to Move the Deal podcast. Move the Deal is hosted by myself, Greg Moore, produced by Miller Hyman Group, and edited by Dan Jakes. You can subscribe to our podcast at movethedeal.com. Join us next episode for more timely insights on how you can see the move that moves the deal.